I remember at a previous assignment, I was speaking with a soldier who was in my unit, and I found out that he was a baptized Catholic. And I asked him if he attended Sunday Mass, and he said no. And so I invited him to the chapel on Sunday morning to bring his family for Holy Mass. And he said, oh, Father, Father, I don't go to Mass anymore. I said, well, why is that, that you don't go to Mass? He said, well, when I would go to Mass, I would look around and I would see sinners everywhere. He said, I would look around and see the guy who was cheating on his wife. I would see the drunk. I would see the guy who uh, just didn't treat people nicely. When I was in Mass, I would just look around and just see sinners. And I told him, well, we have room for one more. And I explained to him that coming to Mass is an encounter with Jesus Christ, the Divine Physician, an encounter with unconditional love, unconditional mercy itself. And so I was glad that sinners were coming to Mass because we sinners, and all of us here are sinners, all of us, we sin every day, each and every one of us. And we need Jesus Christ, the Divine Physician, especially at Holy Mass. And after I explained that to him, I said, you know, please consider coming to Holy Mass on Sundays and bringing your family. But I think he'd already made up his mind. He'd already decided he was not going to go to Mass again. And for me, that was very sad. It was very sad. And he, re he represents many, many fallen away Catholics who've left Holy Mother Church. And of all the Catholics I've met who've fallen away from Holy Mother Church, the primary reason, the primary reason why people leave the church is because of what this man was describing to me. And it's what we hear in the readings. Hypocrisy. People saying that they're a disciple of God, they're a disciple of our Lord, but publicly living their life in a very different manner. Saying that they follow the teachings, the decrees, the commandments, the statutes of our Lord, but outside of Mass, they cannot be identified as a Christian, as a Catholic, by what they say or do. It's a very serious problem in our church. In seminary, many of our formation faculty discussed this often, and they talked about the, the problem of duplicity. You know, having a, uh, like one type of personality or, or being one type of person, but also having an alter ego, being a different, a completely different person in another situation. And if you think about the greatest scandals in our church, especially today, that's what's happened, right? That's what's happened. Somebody living a life of duplicity, a second life, and causing great scandal because of their hypocrisy. We see this especially, I think, with the, uh, the scandals of the priesthood, because these are the scandals which, which the media will, will pick up in a heartbeat. Although the same problems 
that the, the Catholic Church clergy, are, which they're experiencing, they're experienced in every other denomination of Christianity in our nation. But it's just more scandalous for a priest to be identified with, with crimes associated uh, in this nature. So it's caused great scandals, caused great harm because of the hypocrisy of, of some priests. But it's also the hypocrisy of people, lay Catholic men and women, such as yourself, ordinary, everyday Catholics, who fail to give a proper example of what it means to be an authentic Catholic, an authentic disciple of Jesus Christ. I know so many people, they've left the church because of how a parish staff member treated them. And that parish staff member represented the entire church in the mind of that person. So the person just left. I've met many, many people in that situation. I've met so many people who are no longer practicing Catholics. They will deny the faith because their devout Catholic family members treat them very poorly and lack charity altogether. It's quite scandalous. You know, the hypocrisy, it's, it's, serious. it's, a, it's a very serious problem in our faith today. And it's one reason why the church in the United States is the way it is right now. We also have to look at, at uh, the very prominent Catholics in our nation, those who have uh, a civil office, a governing role. And many people who claim to be Catholic, they were baptized Catholic, raised Catholic, and they will profess openly to be Catholic, but the next sentence they will say, it's okay for me to pick and choose what teachings of the church I want to follow. It's okay for me to bash the bishops. It's okay for me to bash the teachings of the church. It's okay for me to vote for or enforce laws which are contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hypocrisy. What do you think Jesus Christ would say to them? Probably what he's telling the scribes and the Pharisees in the gospel today. You hypocrites, you hypocrites. It's a very serious problem. We have to acknowledge that the church also, Holy Mother Church also sees this as a problem. It's not just Father James. Now, if you look at the readings today, the theme will jump right out at you first reading talking about the importance of following God's commandments God's statutes God decrees not just to help the Jewish people not just to help them but also to help the nations the pagans who are witnessing the Jewish people God telling the people through the words of Moses the writings of Moses you have to follow my decrees my commandments my statutes and then when people who are unbelievers see this they will see that you're following you're serving the one true God. So following the commandments for the Jewish nation, it wasn't beneficial just for them, but it also helped to convert the hearts and the minds, the lives of the Gentiles, of the pagans. And in the psalm, that, that theme being reinforced, those who follow God's law, who follow his commandments, will be blessed. The just will be blessed indeed. And in the second reading, which is from St. James, St. James telling us, don't be just hearers of the word, but also doers 
of the word of God. It's implanted in your heart and in your soul. The first time this happens is a baptism, the sacrament of holy baptism. Whether you remember it or not, this is when the word of God is planted in your heart for the very first time. And St. James is encouraging us to allow this, this seed of faith, this word of God to grow. And not just think about it, not just read about it or listen to it, but to do the word of God. And in the gospel, as I mentioned, Jesus is really handing it to the Pharisees and the scribes. He's letting them have it. Why? Because they're hypocrites. They've instituted all these fine detail rules for the Jewish people to follow, but at the same time, they're not following the commandments of God. And Jesus is chastising them for this. They're hypocrites. We have to remember that living the word of God is very difficult indeed. And we need the grace, we need the grace to live this word to make it fruitful in our actions. We need the sacrament of reconciliation. Now the sacrament of reconciliation, and not only does it forgive sins, but also it opens our eyes. The more frequently we go to confession, the more we will realize those parts, those pieces, those aspects of our life, which we are being hypocritical. We're not being a true, we're not being an authentic disciple of Jesus Christ. And this cleansing, this, this opening of one's spiritual eyes is necessary. We also receive the grace necessary to live out the word of God at every holy mass. We receive God's own body and blood to nourish us and to strengthen us. Without it, without receiving the Eucharist, I, th I think living an authentic Christian, an authentic Catholic life, I don't know if it's impossible, but it's very, very difficult to do. And so it's important for us to keep approaching Jesus Christ, the divine physician, for this grace necessary, so that we are not hypocrites and cause great scandal to our family members, to our friends, to our co-workers, and to perfect strangers. Every couple of weeks in the Liturgy of the Hours, which is the, um, it's the prayers, the six prayers which every priest prays for you, the people of God, every day. We pray six times a day for you, the people of God. And every, every couple of weeks, Psalm 69 comes up. And this is a very challenging psalm because one of the lines, and I remember it very clearly, it says, Let not those who believe in you, O Lord, be shamed because of me. Let not those who trust in you, Lord, be disgraced because of me. And I think the psalmist is talking about or asking for the grace to not cause scandal, to not be that hypocrite, you know, especially as a priest. You know, everything that I say, everything I do can be taken out of context and be, be a reason for almost anybody to leave the church at one time or another. And so when that psalm comes up, it's very challenging to me. But I think it's important for us to remember things like this, to remember that on our own, we cannot do it. We cannot live the Christian life completely. We need to receive the grace from God necessary to do this in order not to be hypocritical. And I'll tell you, the people in our nation 
need this now more than ever. Just as thousands of years ago when the Jewish people, through their example of, of living and following the commandments, the statutes, the decrees of Almighty God, it was not only beneficial for them, but also for the nations around them, for the pagans around them. The same is true today. There's so many people today searching for meaning, they're searching for direction, they're searching for hope. And they've been caught up in this pandemic. they've been caught up in this craziness, they've been caught up in the madness of this world. And they're looking for stability, and they're looking for peace. And I tell you, the only people who display that to me right now, the only people who display that to me, that I can recognize at least, are Catholics, Christians, who follow the decrees, the commandments, the statutes, the laws of our Lord. Because it's in doing that that we realize that this world, it's temporary, it's passing by, and our true home is in heaven. Our true home is in heaven. That gives us purpose. It gives us direction, and it gives us hope. And not just us, but to those around us who, who watch us. They will watch us live out our Catholic faith authentically, and they will see that as something attractive. Once again, now more than ever, our nation needs to see the Catholic faith lived out authentically. Authentically. I was talking to a priest this past week, and he reminded me of something that Fulton Sheen once said. He said, Fulton Sheen, Fulton Sheen said, if you're looking to the bishops or the priests of the church to save the church, you're looking in the wrong place. You need to look to the laity. You need to look to the Catholic faithful of Holy Mother Church. What was termed as the faithful remnant, I still use that term. What's going to get Holy Mother Church through the madness of this world right now? The lies, the frustration, the deceit, the evil? It's going to be you, the faithful Catholic laity, living out your vocation as a Christian, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, as a Catholic, authentically for the whole world to see. The world needs to see this from you now more than ever. Praise be Jesus Christ.